When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, welcome to the Dynasty Tailgate podcast here on the IDP Army Network. We're on to week 11, exciting times here in college football. The uh, rookie mock drafts are starting, um, you know, they're starting to come up, starting to starting to fester a little bit, starting to get out there in the world. And it's time, you know, it's time to get down to brass tacks, it's time to see who is really worth some of these spots in our draft. So today we'll go over some of last week's performances. Got a little news from college football. And then I would like to go over um, the first mock draft that I've seen done for rookies and see kind of where we're thinking at. Of course, obviously they don't have teams, so we don't know what the value is going to be based on it. But based on just who they are, we're going to see where people are thinking that the value is at right now. So, First, we'll get into the news. Um, Adam Anderson, who is the defensive end from Georgia, who's been just an amazing stud this year, was suspended for the team, uh, charged formally with uh, rape. So his season's completely done. He will not be playing again this season. Um, he has surrendered to the police. That does not mean that he is guilty. However, he has accepted the charges. And we'll see where the legal system plays out from there. However, I don't really see him playing. You know, he's definitely not playing again this season. We'll see what that means for the draft. But I cannot say that, that it's going to be the same value that we thought he was going to be before this. Um, you know, whether you know, obviously we won't know if it's it's false until well after the fact of the draft. But that's not important right now. He's not playing. So um, Nicobe Dean kind of steps up in that defense. So going to see a lot more from Jared Davis. It'll, you know, we'll still figure out things on the defense as time goes on. But Adam Anderson off of draft boards, I would not even consider him viable at this point, which he was probably going to be a second or third rounder in your rookie draft. So put him out of your head. Just 
going to have to let that one go. I've already crossed them off my list and marked them out completely. Not going to talk about them anymore. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's get on to what happened last week. So week 10, big week for wide receivers, huge week for wide receivers. And I just kind of want to jump right into that because we saw some performances that were eye-opening. Um, I think we kind of saw some peak of some players' value. And it's kind of the time of year where you need to start seeing stuff like that. Um, it's just best for you to know what you what you could be getting in a player. Um, we've seen plenty of like, you know, three for 150. That's fine. That's a big play. We get it. But we're starting to see those high reception games, which is like, okay, this player can actually – you know, has good hands, is reliable on the team. The quarterback feels most comfortable. You know, when we've gotten through 10 games, the quarterbacks are feeling very comfortable with who they trust on their offense and who they don't. Um, and so we'll just start right at the top here. So Jahan Dotson had the biggest day for Penn State. I haven't always liked Penn State's quarterback. He's kind of been hit or miss. More misses than hits, in my opinion, but this is one where I feel comfortable saying that it was a hit because Jahan Dotson, 11 receptions, 242 yards, and three touchdowns. Can't duplicate that value. That is incredible from a wide receiver coming out in the draft. Um, we'll get to where he, I saw him mocked later, but I'm saying this value could be very good depending on what team he ends up with. Um, that leads me right to Drake, or Drake Bell. Not the guy from Drake and Josh, but David Bell from Penn or from Purdue, who went up against Michigan State. It was going to be a you know it's going to be a hard fought match either way. But David Bell just you know took the game over, um, outshined Kenneth Walker. Best player on that field that day was David Bell. Eleven receptions, two hundred seventeen yards, and a touchdown. And when I say he was unstoppable, there there was nothing Michigan State's defense could do to stop him. Like, literally, they tried everything. He was catching passes through pass interferences. He was doing everything correct. And I'm really thinking David Bell could end up in the first round. It kind of depends on what else happens. Obviously, Drake London's out for the season with a fractured ankle. So, will that hurt his value? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, personally, I, I'm starting to believe that it, it won't matter. He's 6'5", and has amazing hands. Um, I've seen him comp to Kenny Galladay, uh, Drake London. So, you know, if you're going to tell me you got Drake London coming my way, or if you got, if you tell me I'm getting a young uh, Kenny Galladay coming to my team, there's just nothing, nothing bad about that. So anyway, Drake London, we all wish you all the best in your recovery. Traylon Burks for Arkansas, six receptions, 82 yards and a touchdown. It was a solid performance. It's, you know, it's not his best of the year, but it's still solid. Uh, Jamison Williams for Alabama. He's clearly the number one receiver on the team right now. Um, I'm still not, I'm not really seeing him mocked as much, which is kind of surprising to be honest. Um, but he had 10 receptions, 160, 160 yards and a touchdown. And he, they needed every bit of that against LSU. Um, Alabama had a very weird week. Um, and I don't really think that was that was not a good performance out of Alabama. They can be beat, and I think Georgia will be the one to do that. 
Um, we get on to Ohio State, which this I think this is the most telling game of the weekend. Garrett Wilson was out with a concussion. He was a, a scratch right before game time. We didn't really know he was that injured going in, but the report started coming out that he was getting scratched from the game, and then we found out through reporting that it was a concussion. So, wish all the best for Garrett Wilson. I think we'll see him back. However, this leads me this leads me to bring up again my Chris Olave problem. So, Chris Olave had seven receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown, which isn't terrible. That's not terrible. But when you take the number one receiver off the team in Garrett Wilson, you assume that Olave is going to be the star of the team, right? Right? Well, that was completely wrong. So Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, 240 yards. And I can't, I can't defend Olave. Like, I don't understand. Okay, I, I just don't understand. I get everybody out there. He's got the talent. And if he ends up in the right place and they give him the right opportunity, sure. Fine. Fine. Maybe it'll work out in the end. I don't know. But what I'm seeing from CJ Stroud is when Garrett Wilson, his favorite target, is out, he does not fall to his second favorite tar- target in Olave. He falls to his Second favorite target, which we did not know until that Saturday, was Jackson Smith Jigba, which will be a 2023 first round pick. We don't, we'll just book that now. Um, Debbie Leagues, I'm sure he's flying off the board that early. Uh, I don't see how he's not the first receiver taken next year, but we'll get into 2023 later, which I've already started to make my board for 2023. But, you know, one thing at a time, let's get through 2022 first. So that was very telling for me personally um, with Smith and Jigba being just, I mean, a flat out stud. I, I, I don't have any notes. It was amazing. He, he played incredibly um, against Nebraska. They needed every bit of every one of those yards. Um, he had 15 receptions overall, 15 for 240. 15 for 240. I mean, Olave didn't do that. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like I hate too much on Olave on this podcast, but I just wanted out there that like all of the notes are right there. Like you don't have to be a genius to figure out that there's a definite issue with Chris Olave and he's not the first option on his own team. Even when the first option is out, he's the third option on the team. If people are going to take him in the first round of rookie drafts, they might go in the first round of the actual NFL draft. And if the red flags are not just like waving right in your face at this point, I don't know what else to tell you. You just haven't, you know, you haven't been paying attention. So I, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings out there. I'm sure you might be a Chris, big Chris Olave fan. I am not. I have stated many reasons on this podcast and I will defend it the entire off season that I think he is not the answer at wide receiver for any team. He is a third round talent at best and he has upside but i don't like the upside so i will not ever come around to that train anywho moving on we'll move on to the wide receivers a lot of good wide receivers performances this past weekend uh let's move on to quarterbacks we had the uh number one overall pick projected pick well not oh okay i phrase that wrong not the not the overall number one the qb1 versus the qb2 in the class 
which was Malik Willis versus Matt Corral. Oh, man. Malik Willis did not look good. Um, That kind of sucked because we all had kind of come around to the fact that he was going to be the first draft pick uh, for a quarterback. And now I don't really think that I don't think you trust any of these people. So Malik Willis was 16 for 25, 173 yards and three picks. He also had 27 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. <sighs> Boy, it's it's volume. It's plenty of volume. He rushed more than he threw, which is concerning. But if you're throwing three picks, I mean, we, you got a result to your legs. And, I, you know, the one thing you could probably say is like, hey, the talent discrepancy between the two, it's like, you know, not close. I'd listen. I listen to that. I, I don't love that as an excuse, but oh, well, there's only so much that can be done there. Um, Matt Corral in the game, 20 for 27, 323 yards and a touchdown. Um, he didn't really rush much, didn't really need to. It was kind of game in hand the entire time. Maybe he's the best quarterback in the draft. I don't know. I feel at this point you could just put names in a hat and draw one out, and that's your answer. Uh, Sam Howell, 16 for 26, 216 and one touchdown. Um, they didn't really need him that much. It was a 58 to 55 game, which I know you're probably thinking to yourself, well, I mean, hell, that sounds like a pretty good game. They ran the ball 42 times, like one twenty. One of those being from Sam Howell, who ran for 100 yards and two touchdowns, which is awesome. I'm not, you know, I don't want to say that anything about that, but it's just like, do we see how he got to throw? Not really. You know, he passed for 216, ran for 100. I like Sam Howell. I think that there could be something there in the future. Not 100% sold. But then again, am I sold on any players in this draft? I don't know. Kenny Pickett, 28 for 20 or for 43, 416 yards and three touchdowns. I like the kid. He can sure throw the hell of a ball, and his pass rating is pretty good. But it's it's what you like to see in the yardage. I don't always like his decision making, but he might very well be the best quarterback in this draft. I in beginning to think he is for sure the best thrower in the draft. I don't think that can be disputed at this point. Maybe somebody out there would. I would not. Um, the other players on this, we got Desmond Ritter, who went up against Tulsa, 15 for 23, 274, two touchdowns and an interception, as well as 12 carries for 43 yards and a touchdown. He's just okay. I, I think when he gets the NFL, he's going to get pummeled, and it's not anything against him. I promise, it's really not. It's just I don't, I don't see it translating to the NFL, and I maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just on me to to, to think that. I don't know, but I just at this point, whatever. Um, Carson Strong, everybody's. You know, the love of the analytics, you know, life 36 for 54 for 314 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. 
threw for 54 times, 54 times and only got to 300 yards against San Jose State. Ah, don't love it. And I really, really don't understand why people are so in love with this statue of a quarterback that can really only do a couple of things right. I think he needs a ton of work, and I don't really think there's much about him that's special. You know, not to be that, not to sound that hateful, but that's just kind of how I feel about it. Um, you know, whatever. It's it's okay. He's fine, but overall, not my favorite. Um, get quickly to running backs. Don't want to spend too much time on them because none of them were really like mind-bogglingly good. Uh, Jerion Ely for Ole Miss, ten carries, hundred fifteen yards, and two touchdowns. You know, he's coming back from injury from earlier in the season. He looks good and his small amount of playing time that he's gotten coming back. But, you know, not bad. I take it. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, 12, 21 carries for 112 yards. They played Auburn. Good defense. That's solid. Uh, Texas a and is a completely different team. If you had told me this team was going to be this good, you know, it was beating Alabama. When they beat Alabama, that was kind of the turning point for this entire team. And it shows, honestly, out on the field. They look like a completely different team and happy for them. Uh, probably the – I don't know. It's going to be hard to talk me out of this being – this potentially being the best player in this draft, but Kenneth – or running back in this draft. But Kenneth Walker, 22 carries, 136 yards and a touchdown. Fun numbers. Played against Purdue. Uh, Purdue kind of spanked him around, so it wasn't really like – I don't know, particularly close, not wasn't in love with how uh, Michigan State played in that game. But I guess, you know, if that's what's going to happen, Brees Hall, 19 carries, 136 yards and two touchdowns. I think he's finally coming into his own. I have I've liked Brees Hall this season. I think, you know, people have accused him of being a bowling ball out there. And while it is funny, that's true. It it does. He does kind of just roll down the field, but you know, I like that, but you know, all nonsense aside, he looks like a strong runner. I think that he'll will, he, he could translate to a three down back at the next level. I, I would love to see more. Um, Kyron Williams, 17 carries 95 yards and two touchdowns. Um, ever since I said he was bad at running, he's become not bad at running. He did have seven receptions for 36 yards as well, because he is a pass catching back, you know, Put my hand, put hands up and walk away after saying that, but that's what he is. He's a pass catching back, and that's what I would project him to be at the next level. So that's kind of all the recap. There was some, there wasn't really any special defensive performances that I would like to highlight. You know, like uh, Carl Loftus had a tackle for loss and a fumble recovery. Recovery. Um, uh, Thibodeau had a half tackle for loss didn't even have a sack and three tackles so nothing really special i don't you know i like defense i'm you know it says the idp army i will highlight them at the end of the season i think we need to let some of these stats build up a little bit before we analyze game by game it's much easier to to judge a game by game for a receiver or a running back because they're getting a lot of work in the defense you know with how many players are coming in and out it's kind of hard to judge so we'll kind of look back at them at the end of the season but let me get quickly to this rookie mock draft that I saw. So Caleb 
who's part of the IDP Army, uh, KeelPro88 on Twitter, had he posted the results of a mock draft that he did for the 2022. Um, it looked looked very wide receiver heavy at the top. So in within the first, because I'll I'll just say the first rounds, 12, first 12 picks, uh, he had Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Jamison Williams, George Pickens, um, who is out for the year for Georgia. Would love to see him back in action, but it's good to see that people are, haven't forgotten about him. And then David Bell all went in the first round. Um, George Pickens kind of seems like a bit of a reach. I, I Maybe he falls in the right location, but without playing for an entire year, to say that he's going to be a better value in the draft and a better longevity than David Bell right now is pretty interesting. Um, further in the first round, we have a couple of running backs. We had three or four, sorry, four running backs in the first round, Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, uh, Kenneth Walker, and Zach Charbonnet, Charbonnet. Possible. I, I, I think Brees Hall, Spiller, and Walker are probably your three that you're looking for in the first round. Um, I'm still out on Charbonnet as far as a first rounder goes. He, you know, it was the back half of the first round. It was 11 that he went. We'll have to see where he lands. It's it's going to be a landing spot thing. He has potential to be a three down back, but I'm not positive. I'm not buying that just yet. Um, and then the only the other two players were defensive players that went in the first round, which was Kayvon Thibodeau, who went six. That is important, by the way. Kayvon Thibodeau is the real deal, so six makes a total sense. And then nine, uh, Kyle Hamilton was taken defensive back out of Notre Dame. Incredible safety. If you, I think you might be able to get him a little cheaper in most of your drafts because people probably don't pick up on DBs that quickly. You might be able to get, might be able to get a little steal there. Might be able to get a little steal. So uh, let me get into the second round. Um, I'll kind of run through the wide receivers that were taken in this one. Um, there's a couple I agree with, a couple I don't. Uh, Chris Olave was the first receiver taken, as well as Jahan Dotson, Wandale Robinson, John Mechie, and that's it. That was all for the second round. Um, I've already spoken my feelings on Olave. I think Jahan Dotson's better than Olave right now. Um, Wandale Robinson, I really haven't talked about him a lot on this podcast. I probably need to get to him um, because he is the real deal. He plays for Kentucky, and Kentucky's legit. He looks he looks really good, and I, I have put him in the top ten over Pickens. But it's only because Pickens hasn't been around. We'll see. Um, we will completely see. I was surprised to see Mechie that high. I think that must be an Alabama thing, possibly. Um, as far as who was left out of that, that I'm kind of surprised at. Um, my my guy Jalen Tolbert and then Justin Ross. I think Justin Ross is going to end up going higher and. I think he's better than Mechie, but I don't know. Maybe that's just a personal preference thing. Um, so back to the second round, I'll kind of just fill in who wasn't taken that I think should be taken in your first two rounds. Um, but outside of that, we've got Matt Corral. This is kind of when all the quarterbacks went. Matt Corral went 14. Kenny Pickett went 19. Malik Willis, 20. And Sam Howell was the end of the second round. I don't know. I think I might like Sam Howell more than a lot of people do. I think I'm coming around to the fact that Matt Corral was probably one. Sam Howell's rushing upside is intriguing 
for sure. Um, the fact that he can run for 100 yards in a game, I think is kind of being overlooked a little bit. He He's more, not as much of a – he's kind of a really popular or good scrambler, and I think that could actually lead to a lot of value, and especially in these kind of drafts. Um, as far as running backs, it was just Kyron Williams taken. That's the, That was the last running back taken in the entire – second round i do think jerry on ely could you know i think he might be able to get up there um as time goes on he's got three more games to play and then a bowl game and i think by the time he gets to working out in indianapolis i think that it's going to be good for him to, um good combine um as far as quarterbacks in the first round i kind of think everybody that went was kind of everybody that's going to go um i could make an argument for tanner mckee it's not a strong argument um, but it's possible. I love seeing that Desmond Ritter didn't go because I don't believe in him as much as apparently this group didn't. And then Carson Strong, exactly, didn't go in the first two rounds. Makes total sense to me because he doesn't belong in the first two rounds. Okay, so to clean up the rest of this draft, um, had D lineman Aiden Hutchinson went 15, um, and then linebacker Devin Lloyd went 22, and then Defensive lineman uh, Drake Jackson went 23. That's possible. Possible. I, I think defensive line is going to take a little bit longer to come around to because, like, I think, you know, Jordan Davis is a defensive tackle, but I think he's, like, he could be better than the position. You know, kind of like I won't, I don't even want to invoke Aaron Donald's name, but, like, somebody of that like that that can overcome being a defensive tackle. I still think Jordan Davis is on there. As far as linebackers go, Nicobe Dean is still the guy in my opinion. It, it, he really is. And I, I, okay. Devin Lloyd, that's fine. Christian Harris, Alabama. If you want to take him, that's fine. I think Nicobe Dean is your guy. He's not tall. And that is kind of, I think what's the kicker here, but I think he's just such a great athlete. I think it's going to be tough to keep him off the field, um, but we'll see. And then I think defensive backs went perfect. I mean, you, you really only want Kyle Hamilton, um, Derek Stingley Jr., who will get taken in the first round as a cornerback, and I don't really see him overcoming being a cornerback just yet. But overall, this draft kind of went perfectly. Is kind of exactly what I'm – I'm looking at. There's really no surprises in here. I probably wouldn't taken, would not have taken Olave, but that's just me. Um, and then Mechie being up there, I, I think we haven't. They haven't seen enough of Tolbert. I think Tolbert's going to be a perfect steal. He'll probably be a fourth or fifth rounder now that like he's from South Alabama. But small school guys are good too. You know, we don't need to. We don't need to be the, those guys that leave out small schools so <clears throat> anyway that's where we're at as far as the drafts are going right now that's kind of perfect honestly don't see it going much differently than that in march but we've got a long way to go or not march but um, may or june whenever your rookie draft's going to be so quickly get through this week of games uh pittsburgh's going against north carolina that's a head-to-head uh, Kenny Pickett versus Sam Howell. That's on Thursday night, which I'm recording this on Thursday, so it'll be here in a couple hours. Uh, Pitts favored. We'll see. 
it's going to be a high scoring match. Um, I would definitely take, I'm curious what the over under is for this match. 72. Yeah. 72 feels about right. That, <laughs> that, that feels about, about what it's going to be. I would bet the over on that for sure. I would bet about 80 points probably going to be scoring that one, but that's going to be big. Uh, Oklahoma plays Baylor. It'll be a good test to see where Caleb Williams is. He, he's kind of be getting a little bit of Heisman buzz, um, but we still need to kind of see where the rest of the team's at. Perion Winfrey among them. Nick Benito's kind of been quiet. Could be a good match for him. Uh, Penn State plays Michigan. Sneaky matchup for Michigan. They better watch out. Jahan Dotson is no joke. And Michigan and Aiden Hutchinson and them, when they went up against um, – Michigan State kind of leaked out, so we'll see. Would not sleep on it. Um, moving forward, there's a couple other good games that I wanted to highlight. Purdue versus Ohio State. Uh, George Carl Loftus, but it is will be good for the defense for Purdue. And this is a sneaky matchup. Ohio State needs to be careful. But to have potentially Garrett Wilson – Olave, who's whatever, Jackson and Jigba, and then David Bell all in the same field. Juicy matchup. Love this. I hope hope there's a lot of points scored. Ohio State's favored by 21. Not positive that's that's gonna happen, but we'll see. We'll see. It I don't want to say anything's impossible, but mm, 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 we'll see. Texas AM plays Old Miss, um, which is a good Top 15 matchup, Old Miss and Matt Corral versus – and Texas A&M's defense is no joke. So if Matt Corral can show something against Texas A&M, that might solidify his spot. Um, and on the other side, Isaiah Spiller will have a chance to just carve up Old Miss, which is not out of the realm of possibility, but we'll see. Um, Arkansas plays LSU. Good chance for – uh, Traylon Burks to really show what he can do. LSU secondary is not great. So this will be a good chance for him. And then everybody's favorite quarterback, uh, Carson Strong, will play San Diego State. I, I think San Diego State's going to beat them pretty handedly. But be a good chance for the fraud that is Carson Strong to show himself once again. At this point, though, I think you should just tune in just for the fun of it to like Michigan versus Michigan state versus Maryland, just to see Kenneth Walker in action. If you're in need of a a running back going into this draft, I feel a little bit more comfortable than I did in the beginning. I was with, because I, when I had Duchesne's on, we kind of came to the conclusion that maybe defense was going to be over uh, running backs. I've softened that stance a little bit. I'm starting to believe that yes, there are going to be a couple running backs over the first defensive player taken. And, it's Brees Hall. It's going to be your Kenneth Walker. It's going to be your Isaiah Spiller. Those could be three down backs. We'll see what they can do. Georgia also plays Tennessee this weekend. I don't want to don't want to forget to mention this. The defense is an NFL defense, so it's fun. Tennessee will be the best offense they play until they play Alabama. So I cannot wait to see that. It's going to be a great matchup. It's in a two thirty window. Uh, Georgia's favored by twenty. I don't love that, but. You know, I can't doubt Georgia at this point. So that's all I got for you. Follow at the IDP Army on Twitter. Follow at IDP Army on YouTube, TikTok, posting stuff on there all the time. A lot of fun things coming. Cannot wait to hear all the announcements from Jordan. Um, But follow me at Ombre Vendor. 
on Twitter. Come argue with me. Come tell me that I'm wrong. Come just say hi. I don't care. I, I'll say hi to anybody. Doesn't matter to me. But go watch some football this weekend. Go have a blast. There's some great games. It's kind of it looks like a sleepy slate, but I promise you, there's some good stuff in here. That 2:30 window, uh, Central Time, by the way, is going to be electric. Georgia, Tennessee, Purdue, Ohio State is going to be really good TV. So I hope you can tune in. And if you can't, just look at the highlights because that's all that people want to see anyway is the highlights. So signing off for now. I'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in.